0: Welcome to Sport Management Review Insights. I'm your host, Vito Subral. Radical change is a term we often hear from social and political activists, and from time to time, economists as well. But it's not something we often associate with sport. But in this episode, we're going to explore radical change in sport organizations. And joining us to discuss this is someone who's published several articles on sport governance and the management of sport organizations. She's researcher at the University of Ottawa. It's Ashley Thompson. Welcome, Ashley.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Well, it's a a pleasure to have you on. Ashley and co-author Melena Perrin recently published Understanding the Impact of Radical Change on the Effectiveness of National Sport Organizations, a Multi-Stakeholder Perspective. Now, Ashley, uh, when I think of radical change in sport, what comes to mind is like new coaches, new CEOs getting a job and they want to make all this change and instill their idea on on the sport organization. But how does your research help us understand what's happening in sport organizations when we're talking about change?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, we, I think we see it a lot in the news where, like you mentioned, um, changes in CEOs or head coaches or these things like that. Um, But I think in the case of sport organizations and this research in particular, is it really just further highlights the sort of disruptive nature um, of change in these organizations and the challenges that can come about trying to make radical changes. And so it really also highlights um, the impact of change, um, not only on that sort of focal organization and their staff and their board members or what we refer to in that case as internal stakeholders, but also the outward impact of these changes that an organization is making on their external stakeholders, whether that's their members, their sponsors, their partners, things like that.
0: So it's a real holistic look, which is uh, great to see. Now, what made you think that this was an important area to research? Had you been impacted by, by change at a sport organization?
1: Yeah, I think, well, my, my interest in change started uh, very early when I, um, you know, in my first job working at a golf course and trying to implement changes there, coming to the conclusion very quickly that it was hard to do um, and not that everyone was accepting of some of the changes that you wanted to make. So that really sparked sort of my interest. And, kind of started, you know, thinking about okay, yeah, we know change is really hard to implement, but what does that look like in organizations when we're implementing changes and what are the impacts of that not only again on the organization itself, but also its sort of external stakeholders and and what does that mean in terms of the organization sort of doing its job that it wants to do. Because at the end of the day, you know, when an organization's, a sport organization is making changes, they have to first and foremost implement the changes that they want to implement, but then they also have to sort of keep the business going, as I say. Um, They have to keep delivering services to their members. If we're looking at the context of this study, which was national level sport organizations, um, their real mandate is to provide sport-related services to different stakeholders um, in their essentially their network. And so, you know, when an organization like this wants to go through changes, they can't just close their doors, right? They have to keep operating, they have to keep meeting uh, the needs of their stakeholders, but also while trying to implement these new changes. So the, the interest in this particular topic came about with that kind of premise or that idea is to understand, okay, well, then what happens with those services that they're trying to deliver while also trying to go through change? So that was really sort of the interest and the basis of, of this idea of this research.
0: And the term radical change is an interesting one because I think it's very scary for people. If you tell someone at an organization, hey, I want to institute radical change, it's like they're all gonna run to the hills or show you the door. But what does it actually mean and, and how did you use it as a, a theoretical framework?
1: Um, radical change, it's it's very much a researcher concept, I'd like to say. I, I don't know to what extent practitioners in these organizations would be using this term sort of radical. Um, But the term from a research perspective really comes out in the 1980s and 90s, certainly in sport management in the 1980s and 90s with the work of Dr. Trevor Slack and colleagues who looked at this type of radical change in uh, national sport organizations or national sport federations. And so the way that kind of defined in, in this study and how it was in that time in those in those studies is it's there's really some complicated words associated. To it, we look at you know words like orientation and configuration. But at the end of the day, sort of put simply, it really means uh, that when an organization changes its configuration, which means when an organization changes its its type of uh, sort of design, and so. That's kind of the, the research, I guess, a definition, uh, if you will. But I think reflecting on that over the years, I think we've really begun to evolve that definition a little bit more to really put simply to, to align it with. Um, this sort of concept of like the magnitude or size of change. And we see that um, in some of the more recent works that look at radical change, and in particular, kind of my research, but really turning into this concept of radical, just meaning a large scale or a major change. And, and what we mean by large scale or major <laughs> is really surrounding the types of changes that happen. So as I sort of described in in the article, um, U sports went through um, uh, changes in their strategic direction. They went through changes in structure by adding new positions, removing new positions, changing their board composition and structure. And with these changes in structure also came uh, changes in people. So there were changes in staff turnover, you know, new people came into the organization, other people retired or, you know, went on to do different things. Um, There were changes in the culture, in the technology, in the products and services that they offered. So when a change kind of happens in a multiple areas, as I just identified, that's where we kind of see that term radical change or major change come about. And so it's a complicated topic for sure, but I think that that kind of simply put that it boils down to sort of that um, aspect
0: going back to like that thinking of the head coach coming in, the CEO coming in go, oh, I want to change all this stuff and we're going to change the, the management structure and all new players, all, all that kind of stuff. You can see how that all fits. You mentioned there briefly, the, the, the case study was U-Sport in, in Canada, which I believe is a university sport uh, organization. Why, why was that a, a good case study to look at this?
1: I think U-Sports was an interesting topic, first and foremost, because they were going through that radical change I just described. At the time, there were a few other um, national levels for organizations, specifically national sport federations that were also going through sort of large scale or, or radical changes. Um, But first and foremost, the real idea of selecting U sports as a case was because they were going through such changes in in a multitude of different areas in their organization. And so it provided sort of that uh, almost that extreme case scenario um, where it could we knew it would likely provide some fruitful results in terms of assessing the impact of those changes. And so that was kind of the real main reason of picking u-sports the other uh, sort of side to that is u-sports is really also close in terms of of its structure and the type of organization compared to some of the previous research in organizational change um, which looked at national sport federations. so it's a different context but because of some of the laws and legislations in canada all these nonprofit uh, organizations and and including sport are all governed by the same uh, legislation so they become very similar in terms of their governance structures and and how they operate and they also equally to that have a lot of sort of similar stakeholders when we talk about voting members government or public funding Um, so relationship with uh, federal governments in in that case and same thing with other sponsors and partners
0: sounds like a a very good case study to to work with. And and as part of the research, uh, you conducted 32 interviews with internal and external stakeholders, as well as a a document analysis. Yeah, that's a lot of data for qualitative research, I think. How did you go about analyzing all that data? Yeah,
1: it was quite a bit of data, certainly for a master's level work at the University of Ottawa. It's sort of a two-year timeline to do your master's. So it was a lot of work in a short period of time. But, you know, what helped is we followed sort of a, a thematic analysis when, when undertaking uh, the analysis of this, of this data, which a thematic analysis just really means identifying patterns or themes within a data set. Um, so quite simply, you know, there's we used uh, Braun and Clark's approach, which offers sort of a six stepped framework that's kind of really easy, certainly when you're starting out, um, as I was at the time in, in qualitative research, um, but also then provides a, an excellent framework to then go beyond just the simple analysis and really get into in depth into your results. So, you know, that thematic analysis and that approach was very useful in that case. And then also using, you know, we used in VIVO, which is a, a data analysis software um, that essentially helps you, helps a researcher sort of manage all of that data, all of the interview transcripts, all of the documents. Um, so it may, you know, it helps manage the ability for the researcher to use, to use encode and, and, and find themes in that data. And so it really facilitates that process. And that was really helpful uh, in managing and analyzing all of that data.
0: Sometimes my brain hurts when I think of all the, the way you have to, uh, to go through all this data when, you, when you're doing qualitative research, but I think the results are always uh, really worth it. I'd really like to know what were the results of your analysis? What were the key findings?
1: I think a couple, uh, there's a lot of sort of little key findings within that, but a couple of the big ones um, was really the importance of having a multi-dimensional and multi-perspective framework when we were assessing effectiveness in these organizations. And I think what the results showed is if we would have just used one framework instead of all four, so for example, if we just focused on the goals of the organization and whether they met those goals during these changes. It might have provided a very one-sided or somewhat misleading results in that sense. And so looking at four different perspectives in terms of what we sort of meant as effectiveness really showed um, how organizations, when implementing change, are effectiveness in some of these areas, but then they're not effective in other areas. And so that was a key point as well. And then second to that was that given the nature and the importance of external stakeholders for these types of organizations, because, you know, they have a lot of resources and a lot of uh, whether that's financial resources or relating to knowledge, they're really important and vital for, um, you know, national level nonprofits organizations, certainly in Canada. And so looking at change, not only from the perspective of, organization itself and what they think or how they think change is impacting them and their effectiveness but then taking that and looking at it directly from the external stakeholder perspective is really important because i think we saw from these results that there are differences in terms of effectiveness when we talk about the effectiveness of the focal organization itself making the changes but then the impact of those changes on the effectiveness of those external stakeholders themselves. Because obviously they also have specific mandates and they also have to meet the needs of their own stakeholders. So I think that that was sort of that second really interesting piece in those results.
0: It seems like for sport organizations, you've got to start thinking about things more Holistically, that change you're going to have to be effective in a number of areas. And that uh, what seems really important there is you're going to affect people outside your organization as well. So, and and other organizations, of course. So, how did this advance uh, our understanding? How does this advance the theory?
1: I think it advances our understanding of radical change in the sense that, now this might be a little pessimistic, but it's likely that, or maybe even inevitably, that we'll see, or organizations will see, maybe a small dip in their effectiveness when implementing certainly large-scale radical changes, just because change, as I mentioned earlier, can be so complex and disruptive. When you're making changes in 10 or so different things as, or aspects of the organization so it's possible that we will that organizations will see sort of that dip in their initial effectiveness in the case of U sports the the case for the for the research study in in their case it was their ability to acquire external resources so external funding that took a sort of a, a dip um, in terms of their effectiveness in that sense um, as well as meeting the needs of their external stakeholders at least initially initially I talked about in the article about uh, it caused a lot of strain on the external stakeholders processes. And so, what they had to do day to day, because for example, U Sports added a few things like an online registration system. So, everything moved from paper based to online. So, you know, these external stakeholders had to like learn how to, you know, use this new software. And so, at first, it was a little complicated for them. So, added a lot of workload in that sense. So, that kind of negatively impacted them or caused that dip in effectiveness. But then What we're also seeing to that is as kind of time progresses and as organizations go through the change process, we're sort of seeing the benefits or the positive um, in terms of the effectiveness of the organization during these changes. So in the case, again, of U sports, it was, you know, they were able to meet new goals that they wanted to achieve, uh, new and different goals. And they were able to, they were flexible and able to hire new uh, human resources, So in terms of contractors and consultants in that sense, and then they began sort of servicing their members, their external stakeholders in different ways and new ways. And so that's where we kind of see the positives in that side in terms of effectiveness.
0: Just hearing that reminds me of the the Silicon Valley motto of move fast and break things. I think they got the break things absolutely right, didn't they? Because it sounds like you do when you're trying to implement change
1: yeah absolutely. And, and it's just to say that it's not it's not a bad thing, but it's just in this case that we found um, with you sports in these results is we did see an initial decrease in effectiveness. but again, that was just sort of a small let's say a small blimp in that, in that change process. The change process goes a long time. So after a few months, they were really able to pick that up and learn from their mistakes and, and increase their effectiveness in that sense.
0: Ashley, let's say that uh, people have read your research. They think that you're fantastic and and they want to hire you for their sport organization. What would you do when they're looking at implementing radical change? How would you advise them? And what would you do yourself if you were in charge?
1: A couple key things in terms of sort of what does this mean for sport organization And it's, again, sort of given the importance of external stakeholders in, you know, the survival, really, of these organizations, the results really help us understand and where sport organizations should sort of focus their time and energy during this change process to sort of mitigate the challenges and the consequences or the negative consequences of change. And so in this specific case, it was the the results kind of highlight really focusing on the sort of internal processes of the organization. So I talked about, you know, the increase in workload that the changes that you sports made had on their external stakeholders. That was really, you know, almost like too much for them at the time. So I think for sport organizations who are looking to make changes When you're asking your external stakeholders to implement new procedures or or processes and to really take in mind how that's going to add to their workload and maybe come up with solutions if there's anything you can do to sort of mitigate those sort of challenges or those issues. And I guess the second part to that is really um, the study kind of highlights the importance of just asking your external stakeholders how they are experiencing the changes um, and whatnot it seems silly it's, it seems simple, but that communication piece and just asking them how they're experiencing the change, how the specific changes that you are implementing are impacting them and and if they have any solutions on how to help mitigate those issues. So hopefully you know we'll help you develop potential solutions. And if not, you know, because sometimes it, it might just be a reality that that's a consequence of the change, but at least it, it might help you sort of sell, sell the change and, and allow the external stakeholders to really understand why you're making these changes. So they sort of accept the negative consequences and, and see the positive long-term uh, benefits of, of these changes.
0: Sounds like preparation and communication is the key.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: That sounds like uh, also very good advice for sport organizations and and really interesting research. Thanks so much, Ashley.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: And thanks for listening to Sport Management Review Insights. At the Sport Management Review website, you'll find all the latest research being published, including the article discussed in this episode, Understanding the Impact of Radical Change on the Effectiveness of National Level Sport Organizations, a Multi-Stakeholder Perspective. That's it for this episode, but take a look. There's plenty more that you can download to your favorite podcast player. Until then, it's bye for now.